One of the things, this is really not my story, but I guess I can, I can kind of start with my, my story. I grew up in a small town in West Tennessee called Alamo, a town of 2,500. We were the, um, um, one of the mainstays of the Alamo Church of Christ. My dad served as a deacon and as an elder. Um, when the cleaning guy quit, he went out and started cleaning the building and, you know, we were just there. And um, my mother um, always, there was always someone in the church who had some kind of problems. And um, my mother and the lady across the street, whose name was Frances Bruce, who had been a, a childhood friend of my dad's actually, uh, and who also went to the Alamo Church of Christ, they, every good cause, every person who needed care, help, Mother and Francis were, were, you know, ready to go. Um, and, and I laughed and said if they didn't talk five or six times a day, I mean, literally, you could, it was as far as from here to the auditorium from their houses probably, just right across the street, but they had to call, they talked at least five times a day on some project they were working on, you know, some caregiving they were doing, you know. And um, um, <clears throat> so I grew up um, watching people take care of other people. And I guess it, it um, I, I learned a lot from watching my mother um, and, uh, and my dad. He was just as involved as my mother was. But, um, but then as I've gotten older, I have, um, Caregiving has become a part of my life. And it's not something that you wake up one morning and you say, you know, I think I'll just take care of a lot of people. It just doesn't work that way. It just kind of slips up on you. It just kind of gradually comes in and you know. I've had an 18 year relationship with Bailey Heflin. I'm, I'm, I said, I kind of thought about what I wanted to say at some time, but I didn't want to say it when Bailey was here. Um, and six years ago, seven years ago, uh, I had to have open heart surgery. Um, three weeks later, he was, um, uh, he had, his heart was out of rhythm, and so he had to have uh, an ablation for that. They told him he couldn't go home by himself, and so he came to my house. At no time did we ever discuss him moving into my house. We've discussed him moving out a few times. But, but uh, in fact, one day he got really mad at me, and he told me when he felt better, he was going back to his house. So I wanted to say, well, let me pack your bag. But anyway, so, but um, three years ago, Bailey was diagnosed with a disease called amyloidosis. It's a terminal disease. It affects your nervous system and it affects your heart. Uh, if you know Bailey, uh, if you've seen Bailey re recently, uh, he walks with a cane and he is as wobbly as he can be. He's on a medication study um, that I don't think is working. I just see him getting worse, but anyway. But as I've gone through, it kind of started with Bailey, I guess, becoming a caregiver, and it's gotten more involved with him through the years. Um, and then other people in my life, I've just watched that. But I've also watched other, um, so many of my friends as we got older. Um, and, okay, I gotta find it. Rosalind Carter once said, former First Lady Rosalind Carter, and if I find, no, I went out and prepared this and then, then I, took pictures so I could read it to you. So she once said, there are four, only four kinds of people in the world. 
those who are there are those who have been caregivers those who are currently caregivers those who will be caregivers and those who will need caregivers and as each of us know particularly as we get older there's more and more of our our friends who who need that yesterday I spent some time um, visiting some people people that are so dear to me um, Maxine and I went out to see Betty Brigham Yates who is going home from NHC on Friday um, that really wasn't NHC's plan but that was her, her insurance's plan that she's going home but she'll they've gotten it all worked out she'll be great um, we saw Treva Horn who has had was in st. Thomas for four weeks who had two heart attacks and two major heart surgeries and she's at NHC Cool Springs then I came back and I saw Irene Acuff. Irene was having a good day yesterday. She, we had a, had a good conversation. She asked me about people. She, you know, but I could go back today and she wouldn't have any, uh, or someone could go today and they would say, have you seen Paulette? And she'd say, I hadn't seen Paulette in a long time. Her dementia is getting worse. Went to see Mary Williams. She's had a, she'd had a hard week last week. In fact, uh, Pat, I was going to go have lunch with her and Mary said no I don't think I don't feel like having lunch so you know when Mary is saying she doesn't feel like having someone come and have lunch with her you know Mary's not doing well but yesterday she said she was feeling better got a text from Betty Gillette last night she's had a mean virus according to her this week and now has a really bad head cold she wasn't going to be here this morning Pat Caldwell has had knee surgery and she's home Bill fell earlier and broke his elbow so um, Bill and Debbie Chance, I just asked Matt how they were doing, and he said, mm, not good. Um, Steve Rainey goes back to the doctor on Thursday and hopefully will be, uh, not discharged, it goes back to see the surgeon, but hopefully will be told that he can put 100% weight bearing after breaking his femur and his um, a hip in an accident in Portugal. Um, so when I look at that list, um, I, I asked Jackie. Her mom is actually doing better. Her dad's having trouble with his knee. He's already had that knee replaced. So it's some question at, at 92? Almost 93. Yeah. Almost 93 as to what can they actually do that he, he can tolerate at his age and health and that will help the pain. So they're going tomorrow to try to try to, to find that. They're going to a doctor that they didn't really want to go to because he doesn't have a bed, good bed, bedside man, manner, Jackie told me. And Tim said, well, he's a good doctor, just ignore his bedside manner. So, um, But it's, um, Sarah Stinson said, caregiving is the hardest job you'll ever love. And, and, I, and I think that's true. You just, it, it just, um, the things that it does to you physically and mentally and psychologically uh, as you watch people that you love then their health and their minds deteriorate and it's like um, I was talking to Marilyn just now and I said I've gotten to the point that when I walk into the living room and Bailey's asleep and he's he, he's never just dozed during the day just drifted off to sleep and he started doing that more and I go in and I see him and I'm thinking is he uh, I mean, he's been like that for a few minutes. When I walked through and when I came back through, he's like that. And I'm thinking, how much worse is he getting? You know, because Jim Glisson, sweet Jim Glisson, best man in the world sitting back there on the back row back there, who is Bailey's best buddy, 
and they go to lunch every week and they talk their hearts out and I don't begin to know what they say to each other, but I know when Bailey comes home after lunch with Jim Glisson that he, he just has a better spirit about himself. He's just had, they've laughed and they've confided and they've just gone on and, and I thank God for Jim Glisson on a daily basis and Jackie um, and so many other people. But, but um, as I said, it's, it, Marilyn said this past week has been a, a hard week for Mary and she said, I go in every morning and help her get up. And she said, two different mornings this week, I thought, is she, is she gone? And she said, and you, you don't want to think that and then the next part of you says, well, it would be a blessing for her if she was. But it's not, but I don't want her to be gone, you know. And so you have that, that you go back and forth on that. At our age, as you all all know, caregiving can be anywhere from your grandchildren or great-grandchildren to your parents. We're called the sandwich generation. Now, in some situations, you know, we're, the, I hate to tell you this, but we're the old people in that general, you know, we're, we're at, we're one of those pieces of bread. We're, we're not the middle, you know, of that sandwich. We're, you know, we're one of those pieces of bread on either end. So, uh, and I'm not talking about the young age. So, uh, uh, we're, we're getting kind of, kind of toward the molded bread up here, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, I'd like to think I'm in that sandwich generation, you know. Uh, but then I think, mm, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know that I'm, I'm in the middle of that, of that sandwich. So, um, I watched us, my dad died suddenly of a heart attack, so I didn't have to go through that with anything with him. I watched my mother gradually die from ovarian cancer. She lived with my brother and sister-in-law. My sister-in-law was a saint. My bro I worked, I traveled in my job, I was gone every week. I came down, I went to Tullahoma to their house on weekends to, to give them a re some relief. Uh, my brother went to work every day and my sister-in-law took care of things. And um, I will, I, I've always loved my sister-in-law anyway, but just the appreciation I had for her for what she did for my mother during that time. But it is, as I'll say again, the hardest job you'll ever love. When we start talking about it, we, we talk about, um, when I was thinking about it, I think about Aaron and her that, that um, held up Moses' arms. And as long as he, they held up his arms, then, they, then the, uh, Joshua was beating the Amalekites. When they started getting tired and dropping, his, Moses started dropping his arms, then the battle went, started going the other way. So they st stood up on the mountain, st sat up on the mountain, and held up Moses' arms. That's called caregiving. We talk about Ruth. You know, many times we think about Ruth and we think about weddings. Because how many weddings have you gone to where they say, whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. My people, your people will be my people, and your God, my God. I've been to a lot of weddings. Um, but have you ever thought about it in terms of caregiving? One daughter-in-law said, when Ruth said, go back to your own people, I will never have another son for you to marry. And he said, and she said, so long, been nice, have a safe trip. And she left and went back to her people. And then that's when Ruth said, nope, I'm going with you. 
I signed on for this, I'm going with you, I'll take care of you. Now, for whatever you think about the Boaz story, I mean, yes, you know, we'll, we're not going to get into old Boaz over there. But Ruth said, I'm committed to doing this. I'm committing to, committed to going with you and taking care of you. And then we read at, in um, John 19, if I can find it. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. So throughout the Bible, we, we hear about caregiving. And... Um, one of the things that, that I've watched with Irene, Irene and I have, over the last 45 years have traveled together. We've, you know, there wasn't a day that went by hardly that we didn't talk to each other, that we laughed and we plotted and we had parties and we taught Sunday school and, you know, she was, I didn't have a, a better friend in the world than Irene Acuff. And now I go and we talk about things and I say things like, well, Betty's going to go home next week. And she says, where's Betty? And so I leave there and I think my wonderful friend that I had, we had so many plans. Now it's just coming to visit her and taking her clothes home and to wash them and coming back and talking about the same things. and. She doesn't remember, we've already talked about them. If you say, um, uh, Steve is going, Steve's going home tomorrow, or Steve's doing what, and he'll, she'll say, where's he been? You know. Um, I don't mean to be this a downer of a class, but it's, um, it's something that I've had to learn. I work with Pat Ward in Encouragement Ministries, uh, and with Deb Constantine, Deb serves on the board. Uh, and Pat is out every day visiting people, bringing food to people, taking care of people, hearing the, the, the concerns of people, praying for people. Bailey calls uh, Pat the praying woman. And um, uh, so she does that. Um, Russ Corley, who started that ministry 32 years ago, is out every week visiting people. And I, I, I do it from somewhat of a selfish thing. I go visit the people I know. You know, it's pretty easy to go visit Betty, Betty Brigham Yates and sit down and have a conversation with her, or see Treva and have a conversation with her, or somewhat have a conversation with Irene, or go see Mary and her just say, oh, I'm so glad you came. You just made my day by coming, you know. Um, but Pat takes the hard ones. She takes the ones that she doesn't really know and, they, and becomes their confidant and becomes their friend and, and spends time in prayer and writing notes um, and sending cards and um, just, that's her life. That's what she does. And then she goes home and she takes care of, not takes care of, spends time with her daughter and, and her grandchildren, granddaughters, which is kind of that emotional relief, I think, that she needs to from going to the from the hard stuff to going to the um, 
the good, the, the fun stuff with granddaughters and daughter. Um, it also makes me sad when I look at this list, the one I went through with y'all, to think that these are our people. These aren't people that are a lot older than me that I, I, I just barely knew. These are people that I know and I love. And I, I want to spend time with them, and I want to see them back in this class, and I want them at life group, and I want, I want to look across church and say, oh, there they are, and there they are, and there they are. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, I kind of take roll. Oh, yeah, they're there. And I look at our row, the people who sit there, and I'm like, well, where's Doris this morning, and where's this person this morning, and are they okay, you know? So um, when I got up, to, when I came in this morning, the first thing I do every Sunday or one of the first things I do when I come into church is look to make sure our speaker is in the, sitting there somewhere. <laughs> Last week, I kept looking for Jeff. They always sit right down in front of where we, we were sitting, and they weren't there. And I was just like, mm, where is Jeff? Well, because of a luncheon after second service, they came to second service. So when I walked in down here and they were here, it was like, this morning I spent my whole time looking for Josh. <laughs> I don't see him anywhere. And then Eric got up and said, Josh is sick. I'm going to be preaching today. And um, that's when I looked at Sue and said, I'll be back. And um, so I went down and I guess I can't use that something from the state of Tennessee anymore um, for encouragement ministries because I have all my notes on it. So um, I'm not going to keep going on, but I just thought that, one, for so many, uh, Mike, you were such a wonderful caregiver to Kay. Kay had so many wonderful years with, with Mike, and with knowing that no matter what happened, Mike was going to be there. And so many of you, you with, your, with your husband, you took such good care of him. There, is, there are so many of those things that go on every day in this church and in other places. And I'm going to end with a prayer. You're going to get out real early today. Um, but I'm going to end with a prayer. But um, know that every one of y'all, if you, we, we all need uh, an Aaron and a her to hold up our hands. And if y'all can be the people, when you need your hands held up, please let us know. And, and when your friend needs their hands up, be one of those people and hold up your hands for them. Their, their hands.